Good morning and happy Valentine's Day. I ask the Lord and his blessing, joy, and love, especially fill up your life and the life of the, your family, your friends, and your beloved one, everyone. Um, two weeks ago, Pastor Day asked me to uh, share the sermon in behalf of him. And I said yes. I would like to take a moment to share about myself, to introduce myself simply so that you know who I am. I was born in a family not a Christian, originally. My family worshipped our ancestors back home. But in 1975, when I moved to America, my life changed. My father met a couple of, of the missionaries who used to serve the Lord in Vietnam. And the next morning, he asked the whole family, over 10 people, to come to the, chap- the, to the chapel in the refugee camp to uh, worship the Lord. In the beginning, I don't know who the Lord Jesus was. And to my mind, I used to consider him, I value him as a good teacher, no more or less. From that day, day number one, I heard about the Gospel of John from Pastor John Sowen, the missionary. And I watched the life of that couple. And I saw that they talk what they, 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 they preach, they walk what they preach. And from on and on, and later on, we moved to Boston, Massachusetts. After that, and we joined a church over there, the Olivet, Olivet Memorial Church. And we joined the choir, the youth group, and my faith built up from then. But not that, I confess, it's not easy. It took day by day, and I grow up in my faith. Later on, we moved to uh, California in the end of 1981. And I joined the 19th Avenue Baptist Church in San Francisco. You know that church. Now they call it the Church of the Nations. And for a few years, I, I was invited to teach at the Sunday school. And then I appointed, I was appointed as the assistant to the, te- to the pastor for, a, for about 10 years. Later on, I moved to the First Baptist Church of San Mateo and worshiped the Lord there. And soon, the Vietnamese community asked me to be their pastor in the city again for about 18 years. And uh, I was retired from the, my ministry in, uh, in uh, 2014. 
right after the years I retired from Highlands Christian School in San Bruno from the teaching and the librarian job. My faith grew up day by day. And I would like to uh, say thank you to my wife who used to pray for me during the time I was in the ministry for a long time. And, and now I'm here with you. And I served in the Board of Deacons up there, just for the Baptist Church of San Carlos. So here I am. And uh, if you have any question to ask about me, please let me know. Today is a Valentine's Day, and then I would like to uh, talk about love. Love for God and love for others. You know that it has been pointed out that love is the, one of the main themes in the Bible. There are no fewer than 500 times this term is mentioned. Paul used the whole chapter in the first Corinthians to talk about love. And the final verse in chapter 13, he said, now there are three things, faith, hope, and love. But among the three, love is what? Love is the most important. Together with Paul, another apostle, John, talked about love too. Everybody knows that. John 3, 17, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That the love of God for man but besides that, he mentioned the love, the type of another type of love. Love of man offers God and offer to others. And other, I mean that for believers and non-believers as well. But before we go further in details, I would like to ask you to bow down your head and I save a moment to pray, uh, to pray for God. Heavenly Father, we are so pleased, we are so glad to gather in your house to worship you at this very time together. We ask you for your presence, and we ask you to grant us your spirit. Open our eyes, open our soul, our heart to welcome you into our lives, and to, to ask you to to bless us this time, this moment, together we learn about your love. Father, we appreciate everything you have done in our life. And now, we pray in the name of the precious Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you have the Bible, please turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, and uh, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, 
I am writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you now, which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away, and now the true light is already shining. In fact, the old commandment that John mentioned here is love which turned out a mark of obedience to our Heavenly Father and a mark of the genuine believers. Love is so important. And that the Lord Jesus Christ has taught over and over again. Love, love, and love. For example, Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 to 40. He said, when the Pharisee heard that he has silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That is the great and first commandment, and the second enlightened. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. Love for God and love for man. As a matter of fact, the teaching of the Lord Jesus on love for God and that for others is only a repetition what's written in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, and Leviticus chapter 19, 18. And now one more time, it is taught and emphasized love. That's why Apostle John affirmed, but this is an old commandment that you had from the beginning and you have heard before. That's nothing new. Love, therefore, is a moral test to verify salvation. So what is love as an old commandment? What is that? As a matter of fact, what Moses put in Deuteronomy and Leviticus is not from him, but directly from the the Lord, Jehovah God. Love in God's eye is the highest moral duty that His children ought to obey, have to obey. In the Old Testament time, the Jewish people, the Israelites, more than one time, showed their faithfulness 
to Jehovah God, to the, our Heavenly Father. In Joshua chapter 24, for example, we read, Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. Therefore, we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. In another word, He's the one who brought us out of Egypt. He's the one who blessed. He's the one who performed so many miracles, scare away other people from uh, before us. So we serve him for, because he's our God. So love is a symbol or a benchmark for his people to show their obedience and their faithfulness to our Heavenly Father. Unfortunately, no matter how they try, no matter what they say, the Israelites repeatedly sins against God over and over again. The God who brought them out of Egypt, the God who insistingly guided them, God who kept blessing them and protecting them throughout the journey to the promised land in Canaan. The question here is why? Why they fail obeying God? Why they cannot show their faithfulness to the one who keeps blessing them. Men in general keep failing and their shortcoming displeases God. Why? The question is why? Why men in all time, not only the Israelites, but men in all time, in all generation, cannot obey God, no matter how strongly they desire, no matter how they strongly they would like to. The question is why? You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But they keep failing in all time. In Romans chapter 8, verse 3, the first part of it, Paul wrote, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. You see the key here. Why people keep failing obeying God and show their faithfulness to him. Flesh. And by flesh I mean our sinful nature. Our old sinful nature. 
Paul also wrote in Romans chapter 7, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh so under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. I do not do what I want, but I do what I hate. Why? The flesh. Our sinful nature is somehow still living in, inside of me. In Romans chapter 7, verse 21 to 24, Paul also wrote, For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me a captive. So what do we see here? What do we see with the conflict with, with, between the spiritual law and the physical law in my body, in my life? What do we see here? Paul let us see that the law of God is good. No, no doubt about that. God is helps us to see what's right, what's wrong. But it's obviously it's not powerful enough. The old commandment of the law is not powerful enough to help us to do, to do the right things. The flesh. Therefore, to love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind, somehow is the commandment that cannot be fulfilled due to the flesh, due to our flesh, our sinful nature. And in the same way, it is true to say that loving another is just an expression it's because, as, uh, because we as Christians still in conflict with one another. And sometimes that conflict is so strong that Paul has to write, only let each person live the life that the Lord has assigned him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. In another way that you should live up to the God standard no matter what. Because God has called you to live up to that standard. So, that love as an old commandment, we cannot fulfill the law. We cannot perform the old commandment perfectly because our flesh is 
make is is so strong that makes commandment wicked. Now love as a new commandment. In verse 8, John wrote, On the other hand, it is the new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away, and now the true light is already shining. We might get a little confusion here because at the same time, John said that old commandment, and now he said that is new commandment. Is he contradict to himself? The same commandment, sometimes he calls it old, sometimes now he calls it new. But if he's not contradicting to himself, what is the difference between the two, old and new? Actually, in verse 8, John showed a, a new look, a new hope. that we have in the true light, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the light who has made our hope become true. Do you believe that? I say it again. It is the light who has made our hope come true along with the process, along with the activation of the, the, God, the, the Holy Spirit. To gather the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to the Holy Spirit, turn the old commandment from the stagnant, from the, how to say it, stagnant or uh, uh, passive status into a completely new and more active commandment. It's not old anymore, but become now it comes become new and more active. It's not a, just a simple expression of the lips. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. But what do I really mean it? That happened in the Old Testament time. They tried, the Israelites tried to please the Lord, tried to obey him, tried to 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 show their faithfulness to him, but everybody failed. But now the Lord Jesus Christ, together with the Holy Spirit, turned that commandment from the stagnant, from the, 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 the weak commandment, weak law, become alive and now. Uh, more active.
Uh, at this point, I would like to ask you to uh, pay attention with me at the phrase, which is true in him and in you. What did John mean that? We all know that the pronoun him points to the Lord Jesus Christ. John showed us love in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's transformed and became real, became true in the life of believers, in the life of my life and your life. Love is an old commandment from the Old Testament times, now becoming a perfect manifestation, manifestation by the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross. By his death on the cross, love become true and real. And during the time when the Lord Jesus Christ lived on earth, he reached out and touched so many lives, the needy and the unloved, because of his love. And this type of love is manifested as Jesus showed his love and care to his disciples just hours before his crucifixion in the upper room. He prayed for them and he even promised them to prepare a place for them when he comes back to bring them to heaven. Besides that, the Lord promised to ask the Father to send another helper to come over to help them, to minister them. So you see that the old commandment, the law in the Old Testament time with the coming of the Lord Jesus and with the activation of the if the work of the Holy Spirit become true. If the, the Son of Man prove that love is true in him, can we prove that love is real and true in our life? And the, the, the gospel in the, uh, in the letter of John, is here, he said, it's, it's, which is true in him and in you. So it must be true. How it can be true? We have to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 16, I remember, Jesus said, when he comes he will convict people because they do not believe in me. When he come, he will glorify my names. And when he come, he will help you to remember what I have taught you. He is the Holy Spirit. Uh, we all know that when a person opens his heart 
truly invite him to his heart into his life. He confesses sin. He opened his heart to welcome the Lord Jesus to come in his life. That is the basic steps to be qualified for salvation. But his life or her life doesn't stop there. Confessing his sin, trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and invited him into his life or her life is just the basic steps. His life or her life from there stopped experiencing a new process of becoming a new creature in Christ. The Holy Spirit will help him or her to get a new, a new dimension of life. He or she will value things different way, and he or she will live in different standard, the standard of God instead of, of the standard of man. And he or she will become more humble to step down to serve others, to understand others, and to love one another as the commandment asks them to do. Everything has changing in the life of a believer. It is the Holy Spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ now dwells in the life of the believers and makes him or her a brand new life. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9, Paul wrote, You, however, are not in the flesh now, no more, but in the spirit, in if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. You see that? Now we are not living in our own nature, but everything becomes new because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. From this point, I could say, we could understand why love starts blooming in the heart of a believer, and he or she actively participates reaching out and touch the life of everybody around us to talk about the love and the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, as a matter of fact, is helping the believers to produce the spiritual fruit. And in Galatians chapter 2, verse 22, verse 23, and love is always a, a, the most important feature in the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Romans chapter 5, verse 5 said, 
the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who given us. And chapter two, uh, chapter five, verse seventeen in Second Corinthians. Therefore, whoever lives in Christ, what? He will become a new creature. He will become a new creature. All old things pass away, and behold, now everything becomes new. Do, believe, do you believe that? We are all new creatures in Christ. You think that, uh, here I would like to, to save a moment to talk about myself a little bit. Of course, I, I, I am a sinner. And now, I remember at the time back home, long, long time ago, after long hour of teaching at school, we teacher gather together ourselves, hop on a, a jeep, drove to the restaurant. One after the others, we drank, drank, smoked. I commit a lot of sin. I'm, I'm, I feel, feel ashamed to tell you now. A lot of sin I, I commit. When, when I became a Christian, that sinful nature still follow me, sneak in my life here and there, now and then. That time I put a, a pack of cigarettes in my, 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 um, my dresser. I dare not touch it, but I opened the drawer and look at it. And uh, I am a murderer too, because you know why? In the first John chapter three, God said, "If you hate your brother, you are what? You are a murderer." So in that way, I am a murderer, because I used to dislike my friends. I don't like. I don't like you. Get away from me. But now, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit changed my life. If I don't like anybody, or I don't, I, I, I feel something wrong about that person, I pray to the Lord, Lord, help me to understand him, or help me to understand her, and I memorize the verse in James 3, for example. Draw nearer to the draw nearer to God, and God will come near to you and resist the devil, and the, the devil will flee away from you. And I read it and read it over and over again. That that bad mood, that bad, bad feeling. 
just disappear. And I trust the Lord who has helped me. And the Holy Spirit really dwells in me now. And I believe that you have him. So if you have a difficult time to dealing with, in dealing with somebody, just talk to him. Pray him. Pray to him. And he will help you. So, now, you and I, we have the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ come into your life and my life, and his love is manifested. It's real. It's true. And now, we have the Holy Spirit who dwelling in it and help us to see that his love is true in us too. We can make it happen. We can make our love become true and real, not just an expression of the lips. So what do we say here? We could say that from the law, I don't want to say that ineffective, but it's weak in the Old Testament. Now love has been becoming perfect and manifested beautifully and more effectively in the life of believers. And in them the light the Lord Jesus Christ is shining. As a believer, I've, I, I, I trust that. I know for sure that in the flesh, we all have problems. We all have problems here. And we have to resist sin, fight against temptation. Strongly, and, but I know that at the same time, I certainly know that, I know for sure that, I believe that we are saved as we focus, keep focusing, focusing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow him faithfully. Pray to him every time we have a difficult time, a difficult feeling, a difficult In dealing with somebody, for example, keep focusing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray to him, follow him faithfully, along with the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. He will heal you. Heal you. Healing is a, is a true factor in our life from the Holy Spirit. And the darkness is passing away. And the true light is already shining. Amen? Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, one more time I would like to show appreciation to you for your mercy, for your love, for your blessing, for your transformation in our lives.
You are so wonderful, so magnificent, so beautiful, God. We trust in you, Lord Jesus. So help us to see your love and we will know you more each day so we can love you and love others as you have taught us. Because you are love. So help us, Lord. May your Holy Spirit keep teaching us, keep comforting us, and keep healing us every day. Show us your way so we could follow you faithfully. One more time, I ask you, your blessing will come to the, our brother and sister here and their beloved ones, their family, their friends, and they will feel your presence, your peace, and your love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.